Brilliant. Anthony, uh, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, we, um, I guess we, you know, we, we caught up on Twitter and LinkedIn over the last few months and you've shared some really excellent content and I figured um, a lot of my network would probably be really interested in some of the topics you've shared, one in particular. So uh, before we get into all of that, I guess when I hand over to you, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. So um, Anthony Murphy, I'm in Sydney, Australia, but I'm a product coach. Um, so freelance product coach, I work with companies helping them just do better with products, scale their product teams, those types of things. Um, apart from that, I'm also on my top of my day job, director of the Association of Product Professionals, which is a global industry body for product managers. Um, and we're, we're growing that and that's just me scaling, I guess, trying to help more product people be better across the world, really. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, for those of you who know me, um, and for those of you who don't, my name is Maruf. I work for um, uh, an agency in Cambridge called SoCode Recruitment, and I cover our product offering. Um, also run a community online for you know, local product managers. Um, and this is a series of videos that we're going to be doing with product leaders, thought leaders to, um, I guess, add, add value to yourselves and um, discuss different topics that you may or may not find useful so um um today today's episode should i call it i guess um i, I came across a tweet that anthony posted about a month ago um and it was you know he, he tweeted on encouraging product leaders to offer dual track career paths to to their product managers and i thought this is really excellent um you know really great topic and i can see a lot of it in a lot of the parallels in the world of recruitment and I'm seeing more and more of this so um I guess Anthony so, so firstly what is dual track what is a dual track career path and and why is it important yeah so I mean I tweeted because in my role I'm pretty fortunate I get to see at least I think I'm feel fortunate I get to see the inside of lots of organizations and, and what works well what doesn't work well and and a dual track career path is something that is on the rise and, and it tends to be exist in the ones that do well and, and are great. And what it is, is really uh, having two paths um, at, at a point in your career where we separate people management or that side of the fence or craft management, as somebody said in a response to my tweet, uh, which I thought was really, really great, uh, versus what is often referred to as an individual contributor or as John Kahneman likes to say, a team contributor. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that Basically, not everybody wants to be a people manager. Not every, that comes with that. Different, that's a different skill set in itself, and we also need to recognise that that's a different skill set, uh, managing people and, and leading in that aspect. Some people want to stay on the tools and, and love their craft, and they just want to be better at their craft. So, what a dual track career path is is acknowledging that and giving the choice to people: Do you want to move into people management and leadership and that side of fence, or do you want to? just keep getting better at your craft and being the best in the organization at doing that, as opposed to having a glass ceiling where if I don't want to be a people manager, well, then my career's peaked and it's over. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, we, we have the same thing in recruitment. Um, you know, you, what, what I found in recruitment is you get great consultants um, and then the natural progression for them is into a managerial role. And in turn, what happens is you lose a great consultant and you get, an average manager who's not, that's not what they wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> so absolutely. Um, so I guess if we, if we can segment the two, so obviously you, you've touched on this, but um, so what's the difference between an individual contributor and a product leader? Yeah, so 
I guess the, one of the core differences when you move into the people management track is uh, we often say that people become your product. So you often take a step away from managing or leading a product from a product leadership or product management point of view, and you start leading people, uh, which again, different skill set. hence the reason why we want to have two career paths for it. And uh, that's probably the key difference. Uh, you, you often in that role too, you're across multiple product managers. So you might be doing more portfolio kind of management and how do I align the team people, but the role becomes much more about coaching and growing those people. And, and how do I create the right environment that the product managers in my team excel and do, do great work versus staying on the individual contributor path. Uh, you just work on bigger pr products and more hairier problems to solve and bigger challenges. And yes, there's an element of coaching and mentoring that comes with that because now you're like the most senior, most experienced product person. So absolutely, I want you to work with the more junior folk to, to coach them and upskill them. But that's not your primary day-to-day, -day, right? So if you think about it, you can even think of it as like two, the classic 80-20 or I don't even know what the split would be, but in an individual contributor's um, point of view, you would still be doing 80% product manager role, then 20% of some of those leadership kind of mentoring, that type of stuff. And then the flip side on the people management track, you'll be doing the opposite. It'll be 80% people admin, leave. You know, it's, it's those little things, performance appraisals and goal setting and leave approvals and remuneration and hiring and then and as well as coaching them and growing them and providing the right environment for them. And then maybe 20% of the product management tool stuff, which is generally more portfolio focused, but yeah. Sure. So there needs to be, I mean, flexibility, I guess, um, within organizations, I guess. Um, you, you actually mentioned a really good example. And I see this in my day to day, you know, I, I speak to anything from, you know, 100 to 200 product managers every week. Um, and, you know, in terms of their motivations and what they're looking for, I've, I've noticed a common theme. Um, and it really ties into something you actually um, wrote in your original tweet, which was, there was an example. Can you just tell us the example of um, the individual you know? Yeah, totally. So the tweet was spurred on by an earlier conversation I had with a product manager. And um, she was working at an organization that um, didn't have a dual track career path. So her next career step was people management. And even though that's, she felt as though that's not what she wanted to do. Um, it was the next thing. Uh, and she went into it and then she actually had conversations about how much she wasn't enjoying the role and wanted to move back to the individual contributor. And, and that organization didn't, didn't have any notion of a dual track career. So it was either a demotion or, or that's the role that you're in. So there wasn't a career for her at that organization. This was the end result. And ultimately, she then left, joined another organization where she is now the principal product manager and she has a career path that is going to support her to stay in that individual contributor, uh, not pushing her into people management. And this is a common thing, and I think we talked about this too, and it happens a lot that product people if you're not supporting them to have that career path, uh, and it's not just product management, actually I had a conversation the other week about engineering, how their organization just introduced a distinguished en um, engineer role and how they've done that because they were losing engineers to um, big tech companies like Atlassian and all that uh, because they didn't want to become an engineering manager. They want to code, same with product people. Some product people want to 
keep being product managers. They don't want to become people product leaders, right? Uh, or people managers. So if you're not supporting it, they're ultimately going to leave because there's plenty of organizations that do. And I think if you're an organization that don't support it right now or doesn't support it, or if you're entertaining it, you should really think about it from a career point of view, retention point of view, um, nothing worse than losing great people because you don't have a place for them, right? Absolutely. That's it. I mean, you know, retentions on should be at the top of every organization's mind. Um, now, now, touching on that, obviously, you know, m- many large organizations, they can offer this kind of structure just due to the sheer volume of product managers or uh, employees and the structure they have in place. But, um, you know, I have many clients that are maybe um, that their product teams consist of two or three people. So naturally, it becomes a bit more of a challenge for them to really, you know, the, the roles become a, a lot more all-encompassing. So I guess, you know, how can organizations implement this or work towards this? And do you have any tips on introducing a, a dual-track career within, um, career paths within organizations? Yeah, I mean, definitely smaller organizations always have this challenge um, it, because you just, it's hard to have, heaps of titles and heaps of runs in a career ladder because there's not a lot of room for movement in it. But I I think the important thing there, what you can do to help set yourself up for success is to think about that and and from day one be already thinking about it, already starting to at least pave a path for it uh, and not bucket people in in either one, right? As an example, you're three people, like three product managers right now, but if you – do well as a business, that three will become 30 pretty quickly um, or even 10. As you grow and scale, don't force those three people into directors of product roles, right? If they don't want to be in them, like Mm. be able to have a career path for them to be able to stay if they don't want to and for them to not feel as though they're they're missing out or they're not being remunerated properly for it or or, um, they're lacking, right? Uh, So you can lay the foundations early. Obviously, it's hard to have all these titles when you're only three people, but obviously you can do it as you grow is probably the best way to do it. And if you're doing it from day one, that's that's best. Uh, advice for mapping it out. Uh, the, all the organizations that have helped introduce this, we have a lot of success, or at least I've had a lot of success doing it, by starting with building out a competency framework. And what I mean by that, if you don't know what a competency framework is, it's really mapping out, well, what is the career path with for this role? So product management, what we're talking about. So what's the career path to, uh, with product management in the organization? Often we start with what is it today? And then we map out what we like it, what we hope it will look like. Um, and this can be very powerful too for companies that are growing because you can, you may have three people now and you might have zero career path or, or very little because you never put a lot of thought or effort into it. But now you're growing. We can think about it being a bit more deliberate. And then you start to break down, well, what do we expect of each of these levels so we can have clarity around what that role is and 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 how people can actually move to that next run in the board, right? Uh, and this isn't to put people into buckets. It's really to help people through their careers. Okay, well, if you want to get to that level, then let's have a conversation about how we can get you from here to here. And it's very clear and explicit, and that's how you can coach them and grow them. And, and really, those two pieces of the puzzle together is, is powerful. And it's also important because if you are introducing a new role like the individual contributor or a dual um, career path, the question always inevitably comes, well, what's the difference between the 
director of product and the principal product manager. What's that person doing and what's this person doing, right? Mm. So we've got to create clarity around that anyway. So uh, have a lot of success doing it because that brings the best clarity in my experience. Sure, no, absolutely. Um, you, you touched on something in our initial conversation about the Peter principle. Can you, can you talk us through that? Yeah, definitely. So the Peter's principle is one of the... Um, or foundational things that or sit underneath the whole notion of a dual track career path. Uh, for people who don't know, you can look it up, but the Peter principle is, uh, was coined a lot, well, quite some time ago, but um, it was essentially the saying that people get promoted until the point of incompetence. What they mean by that is exactly the example you gave before. You have this really good, you know, um, a recruiter person, a consultant, and then you put them in a people management role and then you just get a, you lose that great consultant and you just get an average people manager. That's what they mean by that incompetence thing. And eventually you'll stop getting promoted because you're at a point where you're essentially doing a job that you're not good at, mm. right? Take a really good engineer, make them an engineer manager and they suck at being an engineer manager, but they're a really good engineer. Uh, you've just moved them into a point of incompetence is, is what the Peter principle is. So the whole notion is that um, some people have different skill sets. Some mm. people are better suited to people management. Some people are better suited to remaining um, on the tools and we shouldn't punish people for it. And and if we have a single track career path, which is what most old organizations have or traditional organizations, then everyone will at some stage either not be promoted or be promoted to a point of incompetence because we don't have anywhere else for them to go. We just throw them in this other role that they don't want to do, they're not good at, but it's the only way that they can get that pay promotion, which could mean that house that they wanted or, you know, or, or sometimes people just want to be promoted, right? Like we mm. want to feel like our careers are progressing. So we take it even though it wasn't the right move. Yeah. Absolutely. It's about making the right meaningful move in terms of, you know, growing your career um, and then going yeah. towards your aspirations. So would you say it's, um, it's important for organizations, say the director of product or the CEO, whoever it is that oversees the department to really get to the bottom of what their, you know, what, what, what the PMs want to do and want to achieve or what their career aspirations are. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately, if, even if you think about it, um, the director of product or whoever that, that product leader is, the CPO, whatnot, and ultimately, as I said before, that's the difference between that people manager role and the, the individual contributor is that your people become your product. Mm. And I would say that they're not doing a great job if they're not trying to understand what their mm. people's career goals are, what what they where they want to go, and and not just where they want to go. It's also um, what are they really good at. Mm-hmm. It comes back to that, right? The Peter's principle to incompetence, right? We don't want to put everybody into a role where they suck at it or they're average at it. We want to keep them where they're adding the most value mm. to the organization. And if that means that they are, you know, remaining on the tools or remaining a product manager as opposed to a, a people manager, well, then surely we should support that. And if we don't support it, they're probably going to leave because they've hit that glass ceiling. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's also it's good for the organization too is basically what I'm getting at because we have people in the, in the positions where they're adding the most value they're happy, they're going to stay, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, and I think it's, you know, incredibly important for attracting talent um, to be able to offer, um, you know, 
different career paths to them based on what they want to achieve. Uh, and more importantly, retaining. Um, you know, there's a huge talent war at the moment and, um, you know, you need to offer everything you can. So brilliant. So hopefully that will um, go some, uh, give some great insights to uh, product leaders, those managing teams, those looking to recruit. Um, but what about for product managers um, who possibly are in, you know, still working out what their career aspirations are, what they want to do, what they want to achieve? Can you offer any advice on how they can work out what's the right career path for them? Yeah, definitely. So my my number one piece of advice to them is is I just encourage them to try it. If you have an opportunity to try one of the two, um, give it a go. And typically what it is is more the people management thing because most of us, you, you've, you've been a product manager for several years now um, and so you kind of know what that role is and you kind of know um, yeah, what, what you're looking for, even though it's going to be a little bit different because you're going to be more senior, you'll be a principal, a distinguished product manager, and that's a, a bit different. But w the radically different one is the people manager one. So if you have an opportunity to try it, then try it, like go for it. Um, the best organizations and the best product leaders I've worked with um, are ones that encourage trying it. Um, they actually take, and there's two constructs that I've seen. So this is probably some advice for product leaders out there. So two constructs that I've seen that work well. Construct number one is the person's at that promotion point in their career and they don't know which one to take. You basically put them in one of the roles and let them try it for three months. Cycle back, how have you find it? You want to keep doing it for another three months? Let's see cycle back or, or did you hate the last three months and let's 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 move you into a, a, day. <laughs> a principal role right or the, the other one and then the same right um and i've seen it work very successfully multiple times you know people been in the role of three six even 12 months trying it out discovering whether they like it or whether they don't like it and then the organization supporting them to say okay you loved it let's stay or you didn't like it what didn't you like about it okay let's let's move you um from a group product manager as an example to it to a principal product manager the second construct that you can try um, that works really well as well is to just when when they're a senior pm which is usually that pivot point where you're trying to work out well where's where to next um and when at that point you can expose them to it so as an example um, you have a senior pm well we have a new associate product manager or a new junior product manager join in. I'm going to make that person their line manager so they can get a little bit of a taste of what people management is like and how do you have those conversations and, and everything. And then if they do okay with that and they don't mind that, I might give them a second one and a third one. Um, and they might end up you know, being a senior product manager with three people reporting to them or two people reporting to them. But the whole point is to expose them to that so they can get a feel of it. Do I like that? And then ultimately after they've done that for 12 months, you're doing it because you're trying to grow them and you're expecting to promote them. So, you know, you're then like, well, do you want to make this official? We'll turn you into group product manager. This is your area. Keep running with it. Or do you want to me to give that to somebody else and you move back to being mm. just a principal product manager. So that's another contract that works really well, but product leaders can do their part with helping expose mm -hmm. their people to it and, encouraging them to try it and if you if you don't have a product leader like that and or if you're just um yourself then i'd encourage you to seek out opportunities to try it and, um and do the same some uh, you know some brilliant advice for you know aspiring product managers and those that might be uh 
figuring out what they want to do next. So get, give it a go, get stuck in and figure out where, what excites you. That's the best way. Brilliant. Well, um, Anthony, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, it's been a very insightful session. Um, if um, any, anyone watching this would like to reach out to you, um, <clears throat> request further information around um, well, this or any of the other topics that, um, that, that you're able to cover, how, what's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like all my socials, are, uh, I, I reply to most of them, all of them, I should say. So it's an easy way to reach out um, to me is definitely through Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, alternatively, you can go to my website, antmurphy.me. Um, you can always message me or find me there. Um, yeah, that's definitely, that's probably the easiest ways, I should say, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll include all the um, all, all the links in the comments section below, so um, people feel free to reach out to Anthony. Um, but no, thank you so much for your time. Really great session. Thoroughly enjoyed this. And um, yeah, look forward to the next one. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having, having me. And um, I think this is an important topic, so I, I, I think it's important for us to talk about it. and want to see more companies embrace a dual-track career path, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, take care, everyone. Bye.